Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Yes, this is race car this Saturday morning, February um, 17. Jeez, this year's flying. Taylor Swift was in Melbourne last night. She will be in Melbourne again at the MCG tonight. I think she's in Melbourne again on Sunday night at the G before she heads to Sydney. Um, everybody is enjoying her. There's no doubt about that. And this man, I don't know if he's got tickets or not. Nicholas Quinn, the superstar from Ladbrokes Race Car, brought to you by Ladbrokes Chat with the industry racing experts in Ladbrokes communities. Download the app today. Hello to you, Quinny. Happy Black Caviar Lightning Stakes Day. Hello, Gareth. Hello to all the listeners out there. Question for you, G-Man. Now, Taylor's going to pack out the MCG three days running. How many shows do you think she could do in a row before it wasn't a capacity crowd? I don't know. That's a question that I am got no idea. I reckon probably... Five, six, five? Yep. I'd say about a week because it yep. just seems like, and she does it, less is more. She leaves with people wanting more. Three shows, you get half a chance if you want to see her, but obviously she could go on and on. I did have a little yep. bit of envy looking at the crowds there last night and got a bit of envy looking over this Flemington track today. The gates have just opened. People starting to wander through. I wouldn't say there was anything like the vibrant atmosphere compared to Caulfield a week ago at this time, but no doubt it'll fill throughout the course of the day. And the biggest question is Imperatrice, and I love this because you've got two real camps going into today's race. You've got some people saying she's the best sprinter in the world. It'll simply be a wonderful opportunity to maybe double your money on her today. And then there are the people that are rightfully a little bit concerned about that underwhelming barrier trial performance. And will she replicate that on race day, or will we see her produce the form that sort of basically steal the headlines throughout the spring carnival? It is a great question. I think that's just divided the punting public today. There's a couple of elements to it. We had Mark Walker on the odds couple this morning and I had a chat to him as well and giddy up on Thursday. Um, He's confident that she'll run a big race. There's no doubt about that. But you watch that trial. I asked Kira Ma the question on Thursday for giddy up stable mail. He said it was underwhelming as well. Um, And I think, I think, the rivals of Imperatrice go into this battle today confident that they can get her. 
over a thousand meters at Flemington. And it's a pretty simple equation. If she turns up like she did last preparation, she'll win because she's better than them. She can run quicker than them. But if she hasn't come back up after that tough preparation, then she might be vulnerable. If she goes like she did in that trial, then she will be beaten. So that's the big question mark. And I, I guess that's what makes this great game. It's gut feel. Um, it's, it's, if you think that she's the best horse and you think that she's at her best, then she'll win and you can get $2 plus. Um, but do you think that she's vulnerable after that trial? Then you can take her on and, and you can get some value elsewhere, Quinny. So she's an interesting runner today. Now, rarely will I say this, Gareth, but I'm not going to bet on the race because I yeah. simply don't know. I don't want to back her at even money and she produces what we saw at the trials and I'm like, why did I fall into an even money shot on the back of that trial? But by the same token, I don't want to take her on. I don't want to back a horse like Bella Nipitina who trialed better, but he's clearly not in the same class as Imperatrice. And don't be fooled for a second by the noise coming out from the camp that she is. So... Uh, it's an interesting one. I'll watch and learn. I'll praise the winner, but I'll be happy to sit back and watch Imperatrice win and not step into her at the even money. All right, then. Um, Black Caviar, named after the superstar Black Caviar Lightning Stakes. Wendy, I watched that doco on racing.com the other night. She was unbelievable. And what I took out of that doco once again, and sometimes you can forget, because she did it so easily and she was so brilliant, you thought she was just bomb-proof, but the job that Peter Moody and his team did with her to keep her sound, and she wasn't sound every time she stepped out watching that doco. She was one hell of a champion. She just didn't have that raw ability, but it was her heart and her determination and her resilience in a way to get her over the line. Um, and you hate comparing champions, but I don't think I've seen any any uh, a horse better than her Um in, in Black Caviar. She was remarkable. Truly sensational. We've been absolutely blessed to witness some of the true superstars of racing in the last decade or so with the likes of Black Caviar and Winks. And you're right with that documentary that's on racing.com at the moment about it. And it, I found it a little bit similar to The Last Dance because we just see them on game day. We see these champions come out and win and think it's a foregone conclusion each and every time. But like The Last Dance, it takes you behind the curtain. You get a little bit of a taste of all the turmoil and turbulence they had to overcome along the way. And it wasn't dissimilar with Black Caviar. We know the challenges at Royal Ascot. But Peter Moody, he said he had a sound once. and That was a debut performance. And since that run, he had to deal with little niggles and little injuries along the way. So the fact that she was undefeated, the fact that she had off days and still was victorious is a sign, in my opinion, she's the greatest sprinter we'll ever see. Yeah, I totally agree there. So you're not backing Imperatrice. Who are you backing as you mark your race card at Flemington today, Quinny? Wish Law Lass. Now, we speak about some horses being hard to catch as favourite and some being absolutely darlings when they hit the market. Now, Wish Law Lass has started favourite five times in her career and she's won on all five occasions. I love that. I love when these horses sort of run to expectation. We saw her defeated at Group 1 level the last time she stepped out, far from disgrace, but should find this an easier assignment today. And I hope and anticipate that Wish Law Lass will get back on the winner's list today. That's race five, number three, Damien Lane set to steer. If you do want an anchor for the multi-bet, I don't think they'll be beating Jimmy Starr, who's race nine, number 12. This former Kiwi, very impressive winning first up and hopefully can get the job done. And I'm having an each way bet today on one over in 
Adelaide. I've been watching this horse and hopefully can put in a good performance today. Race two, number five, Xanthron, has been $13 into six. Happy to have something each way at the $6. So they're my three best bets for the day. I'm not going to lie to you, Gareth. Maybe as they go to the gates, I'll get itchy fingers and have a cheeky ticket on Imperatrice. But at this stage, Gareth, while I'm talking without emotion, I'm not going to bet on the Black Caviar Lightning State. A few text messages coming through. They can raise you perfectly, our audience. Quinny, in capital letters, you will back Imperatrice. <laughs> so what was the number there at um, Morphville today? Race two, number five, Xanthron. Oh, okay, yeah. Race two, number five, Santhron. Jason Holder gets $6 with Ladbrokes for Santhron. Um, So that's a look at the card there in Melbourne today. I find it really interesting. I know what I've learnt during the week. You've got Michael Kent Jr. saying that um, their best for the stable today is Aramco. He's at 2.15 there with Ladbrokes. In the second race, um, our Boris, that's how you, or Boris, that's how you pronounce it. I've had different pronunciations throughout the morning there, but um, we definitely. How are you going to go with it? Because I've, I've written down about, it's, it's honestly been pronounced three different ways in three different starts. It has, hasn't it? I'm not the only yeah. one. Um, or Boris, but I thought it was our, Bor- our Boris, but it's, um, it is, that's how they say Ouroboros, so who knows? Anyway, David, take I'll run with Ouroboros on our racing.com today, and I'll definitely butcher it, so you can take the short odds there, G-Man. David, take it's keen on this horse um, as his best for the day, 390, so that's interesting. Um, Then we go to race three. This is for the two-year-olds. There's a a good push for Artevark for the Corsons camp at $5, but Proformers had good backing. Um, that's an interesting race down the straight for the two-year-olds there, Quinny. Race four, it's a tough just race. Just on the two-year-olds yeah. as well. Could you see any of these runners coming through today and maybe going on to the Blue Diamond on the quick backup? Counter-offensive is a $34 chance, and you've got Pro Forma and Eject both at 100 to 1. Could you see any of them getting well, the job done today and then going to the quick backup? They might go to Sydney, but I can understand if they do. This has been a good horse's race over the years. Horses like Ole Kirk have started in this race. And maybe they've been later two-year-olds as well. So they might look forward to a champagne or a size yep. later on there in Sydney. Circle of yeah, Fire. Good point. Kira Ma made this made an interesting point on Giddy Up on our Stable Mail Thursday. He loves starting his European stayers at Flemington first up over these shorter trips because he believes that they just sprint better. Um this horse has got good form lines in the UK. Their big dream is to get him to a Sydney Cup this preparation. He's at 440. He's the watch horse. See, I don't know if you could bet, but I think it's definitely a watch race. You like Wish Laws less in race five. Race six, she's got a good push for French Endeavour. Out of $15, was as low as $15, as low as $11 this morning. Some mail around for Pink Shandon, Quinny. Liam O'Keefe said the whispers are strong there at Flemington for that, that mare. Yeah, I like Pink Shandon. I thought that was a massive win at Pakenham last start. It was last on the rail, and it was a tenacious victory, but showed her class over the concluding stages. I think she'll be better at Flemington as well. So I'm tipping Pink Shandon in that race, and I reckon it looks a good bet. And then you've got horses like Otago and the Hay Stakes. I'm surprised it's favourite here at 360 with Ladbrokes. Um, King Colorado at the 380. Riff Rocket $8 has been easy. Tannhauser at 15, Run Harry Run at $9, and Verdad's been well supported 
at 7.50 here with Ladbrokes. Are you surprised with the move for the Kiwi, the former Kiwi, that's still in his first preparation against these seasoned three-year-olds here in the CSH Stakes? What a terrific race this is as well. I think this will be one race we'll need to watch a couple of times and watch the replays back and forth because there might be a few that catch the eye here and obviously only one will win today, but a few might be worth following going forward. I think Rip Rocket's going to be in for a massive campaign. We know he won the Victoria Derby, so he'll be better over more ground, but he looked pretty sharp at his Warwick Farm trial and wasn't asked to do much then subsequently in another trial at Warwick Farm, but I think he'll be in for a big campaign. King Colorado caught the eye first up from a spell again over an unsuitable trip, and I mean, this is a horse that contested a Cox Plate, so you know he's got the element of class about him. I think there's lots of winning chances here. I do like Otago, though. I think has a lot of upside. It's a perfect two from two. I love the way Mick Price talks about this galloper as well. You know, sometimes when you listen to Mick with these three-year-olds especially, he had this with the likes of Light Fantastic where he just kept raising the bar and the horse kept winning. So I am with Otago today, but the one I think will run very, very well and keep him safe is the class factor in the field in Riff Rocket. We've had a chat about races eight and nine with the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes and Jimmy's star going around in the Listed race, race 10, some good judges at tipping punch lane. I thought he had all the favours there the other day, um, this sort of, so you think. But it's a tough race for mine, the last. It is. I've got a tiny share in the rank outsider here in Bullfinch. So we're hoping he can beat home the ambulance, Gareth. That would be a great result for us owners today. Punch lane, you're right, had every chance last time out, but did get the job done. And I just wonder if there was a little bit left in the tank at the end of that as well. I thought over the concluding stages, just looked like the further they went, maybe the more punch flame would win by. Nearly three lengths on that occasion, I think is a rightful and deserving favourite to end the day. And for mine, the most likely winner. If you want one outside of the favourite, I think number 11, Belair, who won impressively here at Flemington two starts ago and then was a beaten favourite last time out at Flemington, is the logical danger. So it's a big field, but for mine, probably a little opportunity to trim up the quaddy. All right, then. Do you like anything in Sydney today? I have had a look at Sydney. I think... I mean, I said this last week when we were on air with Glenn Munsey where I thought he had the harder assignment trying to find winners at Sydney and I had the slightly easier Mm. task at Caulfield. I think it's not dissimilar to that again today because I think some of the Flemington races we can probably trim down to a couple of leading chances, but it looks a little bit more open in the Sydney features. I do anticipate Fangirl will resume from a spell with a victory in the Apollo Stakes. I think around $2.60 is a fair enough price for her. I think she could be set for a big campaign. Later on in the day, race nine, I'm having something each way on a horse that has tested the patience and pockets of punters at times. But number 10, Louisville, one impressively two starts ago, is ultra consistent. So I'm going to have something each way on Louisville, slightly staking more the place in the win. So again, if we see a second or third, we will make a profit. But currently at around that $7.50 and $2.60 mark. I think Louisville isn't the worst option on the day. And for those that are looking to build a little bit of a bank for the day, I think Winchat will get the job done again. Race four, number eight, if you're looking for a double up. Beautiful. Love your work, mate. Um, hopefully we can make a little bit of money at um, Flemington especially. Go and get them and enjoy Flemington. Quinny? Always great fun chatting to you, G-Man. Thank you for having us on. I'm looking forward to doing it again soon. This is Race Car. Thanks to Labrokes. We'll come back with plenty more straight after this. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Happy
Shane Bennett, our great friend from Oz Equipment Rentals. It's his birthday today. Maggie Payne, the superstar from the VRC, it's her birthday today. And the great Glenn Mumsy, who's just taken over Antonis in Sydney, it's his birthday today as well. Happy 40th, Glenn. Oh, thank you very much, Gareth. But make sure you're waiting by the letterbox yes. uh, next week. There'll be something there for you. And uh, if you that. add up all those, if you add up all those people's ages that you mentioned before me, uh, they total what I am today. Yep. Well, you you don't look a day over forty. That's what I'm trying to say. What do you think Sydney will do today with the track? What, uh, will we get on a? Well, it's a soft six this morning. Will we get a better surface? Yeah. Well, first of all, Gareth, uh, I didn't think you'd ring me last uh, this week after the effort last week, but. Uh, uh, it's a great thing about racing. You, you're a genius one minute and uh, you feather dust to the next. But mm-hmm. uh, Well, if you look at all of the conditions that we've got today, all the measurements that they take, you know, penetrometer readings, going sticks, shears, the whole lot, we are basically the same as we were last Saturday. Now, we started on a soft six last Saturday, but that was downgraded from a five because we had three mils of rain in the morning. We had one mil of rain overnight. It is an absolutely beautiful day here at the moment. Mike Wood has already been on social media this morning, uh, only in the midst of uh, three quarters of an hour ago, saying he wouldn't be surprised, and Mike Wood is the, the track manager at Ramwick. He is saying, we will start on a soft six. Don't be surprised running the first, maybe the second, and looking at an upgrade to a five. Now, we are upgraded to a five after about four or five races last Saturday. So we're getting very, very similar conditions that we got last Saturday. The key to the day today is how the inside is going to be because last week with the rail in the true position, the inside was awful. Now, the rail goes out four metres today. Typically, riders tend to just shift away from the inside, but how wide they get uh, will be the all-important factor. I liked a lot of horses that had inside barriers last week. And, of course, well, they were cactus uh, before most of them went out. So uh, it's not a fait accompli that the inside will be no good. Uh, but, you know, typically the riders tend to get off the inside when it's wet. Uh, but whether or not it's good, bad or indifferent, we won't know that until they run a couple of races. And uh, the interesting point about it is the first is a significant race regarding the Correct. gold slipper. Uh, it's the Piero plate where... At the moment, well, the Ladbrokes market and the slipper has uh, Switzerland as a $7 chance and Shangri-La Express as a $15 chance. Now, the market in the race today has Switzerland as a $1.65 after it went up a $1.90 and got to as much as a $1.95 and being $1.75 to $1.65 today. Uh, Shangri-La Express, who went up a two seventy chance, got into as short as two twenty five, is two forty five out to two ninety today. Now, you'd have to think Shangri-La Express would be the leader here, a gay waterhouse. I think she's looking for her 18th two-year-old winner uh, this year. Uh, Shangri-La Express, you'd have to think it'd lead. Uh, Switzerland was sort of back on the inside when it won its first start uh, at Ramwick a few weeks ago. The second horse from that race, Castagna, came out to win last Saturday. So the form around it's OK. Uh, but in saying that, Shangri-La Express has only had the two starts for a win in the Kirkham Plate. I went in the Golden Gift where it beat Ruta Royale and Ruta Royale uh, chased home uh, fully lit in the English Millennium last Saturday. So there's nothing wrong with the Shangri-La Express form either. So uh, as we get each and every Saturday, uh, the two-year-old race will reshape the Golden Slipper market. What are your bets today then on a great day of racing there, Munns at Ramwick? Yeah, a, a great day of racing. And once again, you know, fraught with uh, trepidation at this stage as to where inside, outside, middle or whatever is going to be. Uh, but I'm looking at 
uh, I'm going to buck the trend in the wait for age race. Uh, the Apollo stake sponsored by Petaluma, which is one of your favourite drops, especially if someone's bought it for you. Um, I'm going to go with the three-year-old here, Militarise. Now, you say, well, hang on, how could you possibly like Militarise when you consider that uh, he carried 48, 49 and a half kilos in the Cox Plate as an early-season three-year-old? He's got to carry six kilos extra today as a late-season three-year-old. But he's got outstanding Randwick form and outstanding form with the edge off the track. So the wetter the track is the better suited he is militarised. But I just think he'll get he'll get a better run in the race than Fangirl, who's drawn one of the outside, was drawn barrier seven in a field of nine. And she typically needs, you know, a little bit more luck in her races. I, I just think the $5 militarised represents better value than the $2.40, uh, now $2.45 actually about Fangirl. And the ultra-consistent Kamachi uh, yes. in the light fingers. She's only had nine runs in her life. She's won one race. That was on the Kensington track where she beat, uh, well, she actually beat Cristilli on that occasion. And Cristilli at its next start came out to win the Percy Sykes. She hasn't missed a place in her life. Now, she was a $9 chance earlier this morning. She's now into $6. Significantly, she's got an inside alley. And as I said, she hasn't missed a place in her life. There's been nothing between all of these fillies, Tis Invincible, Learning to Fly, Mumbai Muse, Cristilli, and all the races that they had. And I just thought $9 was massively over the odds about Kamachi because she'll posse up in the right run. So they're two horses that I'll definitely be having something on there today. Ram. Well, you enjoy yourself. Let's hope that track plays a little bit fairer than it did last time around. Um, yeah, and we'll catch up with you next week. Don't forget, put this in your calendar this time every week, uh, months. And happy birthday uh, as well. well. Hopefully Denise well, looks after you. You're beautiful well, certainly wife. so, Gareth. But th- this time next week, I'll, I'll be in Hobart uh, on, on so um, I, I don't think I'll be available next okay. Saturday morning. All right, then. Geez, you get around. Unbelievable. Hey, have a good day, oh, well, I'm mate. Doing a, uh, the world tour. It's, um, yeah. you know, when you get to this age, Gareth, you've got to see them because you may not see them next year. Yes. All right, then, brother. Have a good day. <laughs> see you, mate. There's Glenn Munsey, 11.28. Let's take the news. Mitchie Bay to preview the Meadows tonight. The Dogs, the big night there with the semifinals of the Australian Cup. This is Race Card. Thanks to Ladbrokes. Launch your punting plan with the Ladbrokes app. Take on the fun and download the Ladbrokes app, to, app today. Ladbroke it. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Bayer, this is, of course, Race Card. Chat with industry racing experts in Ladbrokes communities to download the app today. It's one of the great nights in the Greyhound calendar. It's Australian Cup semi-final night. Mitchie Bayer, hello to you. G'day, G. I'll tell you what, uh, is that my playlist being played yep. uh, in the intro there? It is. We've, um, like, Damo's on the tools today as well. He'll be with, oh, he's on tonight um, on SEN track for a big night of Greyhound and harness racing action, but he's got your music, and I, t- I tell you what, I like it. Gets me up and yeah, about. Mate, top shelf. Absolutely top shelf stuff. Like you... find, a, find a winner and then crank that up to the and go, and you'll absolutely be jumping at your skin. Yeah, love it. Do you like the new format, how they've gone about it with the Temley last week for the sprinters at Group 1 action, along with the heats of the Australian Cup, and then um, it gives more opportunities, I think, for the best Greyhounds to qualify for an Australian Cup final because you've got the four semi finals tonight. First two across the line are into the big dance. Yeah, I love it. Uh, gee, I, I'm a massive fan of the uh, 
the concept. You, you always want to see the best greyhounds running uh, more often, and this is what we get. We get the best greyhounds going around. They'll be running time. Should be good weather out there tonight at the Meadows, hopefully, uh, for running, you know, 2950s and 60s. But, yeah, the, the more I can see the better greyhounds going around, the, uh, yeah, the, the happier I am. Not only just as a uh, greyhound enthusiast, but as a punter as well. You want to you want to try and um, pick the eyes out of them, and you know with these good dogs that you're always going to get 100% uh, genuine animals that will run through most of the time will run through a brick wall. So you got Morton, who's coming off a Queensland campaign at 250 um, yep. with Ladbrokes. You've got like American Queen seven dollars, Mapunga Rewards seven fifty, Alpha Zulu that was second in the Tem Lee. Behind his superstar Greyhound or Kennel made an explicit last week at three fifty, and then Ike Bale at five dollars. Um, this is a good heat. Are you with Morton from that from that box? Yeah, I am. Yeah, this is a, this is a great race. Um, I think there's two chances in this. I reckon Morton is the uh, the way to play in this, but I give American Queen a massive chance. Um, yes. The way the race maps out, Ike Bale and Storm Stroller are both. Uh, a blistering early and love the fence, which I think opens it up for Morton. He wants to just shift off to get in line with that uh, second lure, and I, I, I think that you know he'll spot them a lead, but he'll be too strong for them and run them down. So I, I see that he's the one that camps on their back, and if he does, an American Queen whips right round them and, and wins. She's been in some stellar form. So yeah, a two to beat four. Uh, little play on little play on American Queen. A lot of the young listeners. Um, not young, young owners in Tim Zoo listen to Giddy Up and um, winners, and they get upset if we don't tip Tim Zoo. He gets box number one in his semi final of the Australian Cup. Now, he can be a little bit hit and miss, and you'll need to jump tonight because you've got greyhounds like Shimmer Current past the buck. I know Corey Smith was keen on his chances for Anthony as a party, and even that superstar greyhound, the, the super mum in Idolise, is drawn seven. So, he wouldn't want to miss or make a mistake at the start, Timmy Zoo. But he's a big, he's a big time player. This greyhound. Yeah, he's a massive, uh, massive, massive chance. He's had twelve starts uh, off boxes one to three, and he's had eight wins. So he loves those inside draws. He's a greyhound that has really high top speed. Um, yeah, has real high top speed. He's just drawn beautifully. There's no speed to all the bail. Three Mapunga Smokey. He's a Smokey in the race at nine dollars. Um, but the key to the Porsche McCurran, blistering early speed, holds the line off the track. Tim Zoo should have the rail all to himself. Uh, if, if he doesn't win this, I'll be very surprised. And I think you can get, what, $2.15, 2 20 I reckon that's a pretty good play. Have a cover uh, a cover bet on the three that Pungus Smokey. How good's explicit? He's the dollar thirty-five favourite in the semi-final number three of the Australian Cup. Everybody's talking about him. He's unbeaten this preparation. He begins like a bullet, and I think he's found... The easiest semi-final, easiest like the the the, the weaker of the semi-finals here. Um, in yeah, race. I think you're right. Yeah, I think he's spot on. What is it? He's been smacked in the in the betting. Dollar thirty-five now. Yeah, yeah, open at dollar sixty. He's been absolutely moose. Um, for me, the main dangers are three for Scobo Bale and four Fernando Phil. I think both of those represent some value. Um, split the wins. There's there's no doubt about it. He goes straight to the front. He'll obliterate them. Uh, but if you want to have a little box exactor or something along the line, well, just in case he doesn't get up, which I'll be awfully surprised, but three for Scopo Bale, four for Nando Phil, they're the uh, value chances for me. But, yeah, he's a very special animal, this thing. And then you've got the final of the semi-final. Scalacci, the Phoenix champ, gets box one. 
We all know how good he is on his night. Kane Bale and Hector Fawley are dogs that need a little bit of luck, but they might get that luck tonight. Um, Hector Fawley, I can't catch him every time I'm on. He gets beat in a photo finish or he gets held up or he doesn't run on as expected. But he's won his last two and he's starting to, to really fall in love with the Meadows here, Mitchie boy. Yeah, he's a freak of a thing, Hector Fawley. This is the perfect race for him. This race here maps so well, it's not funny. Scalacci, Tangella Bale uh, have speed on the inside. Tigalong Flyer and My Magic Man out wide are both blessed with early speed and absolutely screwed early. So there's going to be four greyhounds out in front. Probably throw Exalted in that, who gets the run now as reserve. There's five dogs that are going to be right in front of him um, and just creating space. That's all he needs. Um, Kane Bale drawn inside, not really a hindrance. Hector Fawley should be leading him up, and Babs Vegetable could get a card across from box eight. He could be a uh, exotics play if you want to include him in the eight, but I'm with Hector Fawley here. I reckon he just picks them off one by one that are out in front. They'll all chop at each other. There's speed here, there, and everywhere. So, yeah, they're bound to burn one another out, and he's just that strong. It's not funny. 29.50 odd last week was off the chart. Yeah, all right. Can't wait for that. Um, and he's such an exciting dog, but he does need a little luck as well. Is Explicit the one to beat in the final? Yeah, you'd think so. You'd think uh, Explicit with the early speed is going to be very hard to beat. Uh, I like Morton in the All-Ins. I reckon you'll get around that $8 mark, and uh, if he's on his his A-game, 29.55 around the Meadows, not many dogs have run that. So, uh, yeah, I I think he's a a really nice play there for the All-In market. He should be winning tonight, but the only thing that will beat him is bad luck. All right, then, Mitchie, can't wait for that. Outside of the Australian Cup heats, you've got the, the Fanner Bale for the stays, and it's a terrific support program. Um, any other specials for us? Yeah, best bet of the year, race four, number three, Palawa King. Uh, oh, no, no you said that last time in the heat of the bold trees, and then he went on to win everything. And... We're at the Meadows tonight. He's not as good a standard and dog as he is the Meadows. Uh, last week's run was quite possibly one of the biggest runs I've ever seen. Just to put it into context, Jason Adams told me that over the 725 metres last week, he was going as quick as they were in the 525 metre event, which is absolutely phenomenal for a stayer. Um, was $2.20 earlier. I think he's $1.90 now. He, he won't start more than $1.90, I'll tell you yeah. that. And yeah, best bet, hey. best bet of the year, race four, number three, Palawa King. And then I've got two for you later in the card. Race 10, number one. And race 11, number three, and eight in the same race. Race 10, number one, race 11, number three. And eight, yeah, throw oh. the eight in as well as the cover bet. Do you remember when we were on that racing, we were on the racing.com coverage for the Dream Chasers Festival? You remember that? You were superb, Mitchie. I, do. I, I do. remember. Remember we had a chat to our great mate Jack Smith after the Bold yep. Trees final? And remember what he told us? Do you remember? I do. I reckon word for word, word for word, he goes, uh, he goes, the prize money's not there. Anymore. All you have to do is win the final. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm a little concerned when he has that kind of mindset. We're making it the bet of the year at $1.90. I'm, tell- I'm telling you now, <laughs> go back and watch it, and then you'll message me back and say, I agree with you. He's better of the year. All right, then. What about futures? Can you get on there for um, – so this, there we go. What price? Like he's three fifty for the final. So hard Bale's not beating him, yeah. is he? No, Zoha Bale can't beat him. Zulu Blast, unless he leads. Yeah, no, nah, Lena Jinx is a, is a sniff. But, um, look, I'd, you know what I'd do? I'd go and back him tonight at the yep. $1.90 and then just back him again in the final. Hey, Mitchie Abaye, you're, 
I love it. I love the confidence. There's no better in the game than you. You go and enjoy whatever you're doing tonight. Um, cricket's still on? Yeah, cricket today. And then I've got a uh, grand final reunion uh, tonight for cricket as well. So hopefully we get the win and it's a, a really good night thinking a couple of $2 pots. Yep. Are you batting or bowling today? We're bowling, defending 186. We've got them one for 10. So hopefully our little Sri Lankan superstar, Shifran, can just spin them a web. All right. Is it going to spin or over, is it overcast out there or hot? Yeah, it is. Very, very, uh, very grey. Mm. Cloudy above. So uh, it'll hoop. Um, yeah, hopefully the ball does a fair bit. All right. We wish you the best of luck and um, make sure you win because it's the reunion and the beers always taste a lot better when you win that day. No, there's no doubt about it. Thanks, Gareth. Good on uh, you, have brother. a great day and um, thanks to Ollie as well for uh, managing to find the time to squeeze me in. He's no. a man. We'll fit you in any time you want. You're a superstar. We appreciate you. Thanks for that, Mitch. Bayer. I appreciate it, mate. I appreciate it. Come back for Lower King. Yeah, all right, we will. You've talked me into it. Um, Darren Carroll's best bets in the trots tonight. He likes Jelly Be Willow each way. I think it's a play. And also he likes Keyang Knight in the Trotters' Cup. So there's his plays there at Tarang tonight. It is 11.41. Let's take a break. We'll come back with Tommy Wood from the Hong Kong Jockey Club to preview a big night there at Sha Tin tomorrow night. Live on SEN Track, this is Race Car with Gareth Hall. Text in anytime on 0499 736 736. And for all today's tips, head to the Track Hub on the SEN app. Darren Carroll's bet. Today, just last, I must have been reading them out slowly enough. All these text messages coming through. What's D. Carroll's best? Here we go. Race five horse three, Gillaby Wallow, each way. And he doesn't mind so what each way in that race as well in the Terrain Pacing Cup. So race five, number three, race five, number 11. And then in the Terrain Trotters Cup, he's keen on Kiang Knight, race six, number eight. That's the story there for our man, Darren Carroll. Another big program there at Sha Tin. It's been a big week there with um, the Chinese New Year meeting on a Monday. We had Happy Valley on a Thursday and we go to Sha Tin tomorrow. Tom Wood joins us from the Hong Kong Jockey Club. G'day, Tommy. Hello, Gary. It's starting to heat up right now. If I said to you, um, who's your derby selection, who would you be going with this far out? Um, probably ensued at this point for uh, uh, John Size. Um, he's uh, proven over the 2,000 metres. Uh, he was a strong winner at his uh, debut when he arrived out of the, the Northern Hemisphere, and it's not easy to do on the, the rating that uh, he came in. So uh, he would probably be uh, my fancy uh, at this point, and uh, the derby coming up uh, about the 20th or the 21st of March. So uh, uh, still a little bit of water to go into the bridge here. I saw an interesting tweet from yourself. We need a rider for Voyage Bubble next week. Um, have you found one yet? Yes, it is uh, Zach Curtin, who is the, the rider now for uh, Voyage uh, Bubble over the, the 2,000 metres. Uh, when I spoke to Ricky Yu after he'd uh, won the, the Stewart Cup, uh, they didn't seem too keen on going to 2,000 metres again, but uh, maybe some pressure has come on from the owners, and they had actually engaged Zach Curtin to work, begin with for the 2,000 metres, and then uh, Ricky had phoned up uh, Zach before he was off on a, a little break uh, when we had no racing uh, uh, for a few days over Chinese New Year and said, uh, no, you're, you're not on anymore. The owners would like a, a European jockey 
uh, because uh, this horse is also going to go to uh, uh, Dubai as well. Uh, they obviously couldn't get the, the European jockey they were they were looking for. I presume it might have been uh, Barcelona because Ricky Hugh does like to uh, use him. And then uh, a couple of days ago, earlier this week, uh, they phoned back up and said, no, you're, you're back on the horse. So uh, Zach Purton will be riding uh, Voyage Bubble. Zach Purton, I would imagine, wouldn't like to be treated like that in a way. I guess at the end of that, it's the, the owner's prerogative. Um, he, I don't think he was was overly sort of thrilled about the, the situation. Uh, speaking to him very briefly on Thursday night at uh, Happy Valley, but so that's when he had confirmed that uh, he was back uh, on the horse after them going in search for a, a European jockey because uh, uh, I don't think Zach will be riding him uh, for uh, Dubai. Yeah. I think the, the turnaround to get back to well, Hong Kong is, is too tight, so I don't think Zach's going to Dubai, I believe. Okay, so what are we doing from a punning perspective tomorrow, and how do you assess this, this meeting? Uh, it's a tricky meeting tomorrow. I think uh, it's a uh, pretty sort of stock standard uh, Sunday. There's uh, no real uh, standouts no. uh, through the, the meeting with four races on the the dirt as well, so that makes it uh, tricky as well. Uh, a few first starters going around. There is one that I'm interested in uh, in race number two for a dinnership. Now, the, the dinnership stable, not known uh, for first starters. They had actually had one uh, this season win, uh, Run Run Timing, who, uh, I can't remember if he wanted his first start or his second start, but uh, he's been relatively progressive so far. But this one called Great Spirit, race two, number six. He's an American pharaoh, uh, three-year-old, and uh, he's trot up really well. Karis Seaton rides, and he's at the tongue tie on for the first time. Drawn low and Barry number two over the 1,200 metres. A couple of other first starters in the, the race as well. One that will be fancied, Chateau Nerf for David Hayes and Zach Curtin, but he's drawn Barry number 10. So I think Great Spirit should be able to uh, posse up right behind the speed. And I don't think they've entirely let him go in his barrier trials. So uh, race two, number six, outside of that, uh, race one, number three, co-partner era. He's a class dropper. Uh, in Well, he's a horse that is in class five. He's one off ratings higher than... Uh, what this bracket is, but he hasn't won for quite some time. Critso, and uh, uh, he's his trainer, and uh, look, he was held up a fraction last start as well. So there was a bit of merit in the run. Uh, race one, uh, number three, and race six, number five, the triumphant warrior on an each-way line. Uh, onto the all-weather for the first time. Uh, a horse that uh, ran really well at Happy Valley at his debut and over 30 to one, and do they bring him to the, the dirt for the first time? And he has trialled well on this uh, mm-hmm. surface. Uh, drawn out, uh, so uh, hopefully can uh, get in and get some cover, but you can sit wide on the all-weather track because you uh, sit wide, you avoid the kickback. So race six, number five, Triumph and Warrior, Jerry Chow and uh, Danny Shum. But uh, not an easy day tomorrow, I don't think, uh, no. Gareth, at uh, Russian Emperor, how's he going ahead of... When does he go around in Dubai? Tonight. Tonight. Um, Douglas White, I've seen he's over there as well. Um, he looks a million dollars. I've only seen a little bit of his track work and... Um, and I've only seen a few photos of him, but I reckon D.Y., just the competitor he is, he just, um, he'd be determined to beat Johnny Godston and, and the like um, in Dubai tonight. Yeah, it's a fascinating race. Not sure not sure what time tonight uh, that goes off uh, in Qatar, uh, the HH Amir uh, yep. Trophy, but it is uh, later on this evening. Fantastic, He's looking yeah. to uh, defend his title from last year. I think they're, from all accounts, uh, pretty happy with uh, the way he's uh, Going, there's a few Japanese raiders in that race that weren't there last year. I think that are going to put up a, a strong case against Russian Emperor. He trolled really well before arriving. Alberto Sanna's riding him as he did last season in this race when he won. But I think this year's edition is a little stronger than the one he met last year. 
Yeah, so we've got Saudi Arabia next week. A lot of Japan horses are going there. I'll be heading there to Saudi Arabia for the world's richest race, worth $20 million on dirt. Um, I don't think there's any Hong Kong representation there looking at the norms. No, nothing, no. nothing going there. No. Hey, um, you're a good man, Tommy Wood. It's been a big couple of weeks. And um, did you enjoy Chinese New Year? Yeah, it was good. I handed out plenty of red packets. Didn't get yes. any in return, but that's, that's <laughs> the, the way it goes. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, next week. Uh, we've got the City Hong Kong uh, Gold Cup, uh, Romantic Warrior, uh, Voyage Bubble and Co. going around uh, there. And then we're into the, the following Sunday, which will be the uh, Classic Cup for the four-year-olds over the 1,800 metres for the second league of the series there. And then the following week, it's uh, Group 1 racing again with uh, the Queen Silver Jubilee Cup for the sprinters over the 1,400 did, metres. Did it surprise you that Voyage Bubble's gone to the 2,000 to take on Romantic? Yeah, it, it, it yeah. does actually. Because um, uh, if, if, you, if you're not a genuine 2,000 metre horse, you, you can get away with it in the, the derby. And he was given that great ride by Alexi Bedell. So, uh, look, I, I'm surprised. I thought they might have dropped back to, to 1,400 metres and... Uh, take it on uh, Lucky Swain S at that trip of 1,400 metres, especially after what Ricky, you mm. said, sort of post-race, that um, that wasn't really the direction they were probably looking and they were certainly looking at uh, Dubai. So I thought the obvious step might have been dropping back to the 1,400 metres, but they've gone the 2,000 routes, but it uh, should be a great clash. Really appreciate your time as always. Um, good luck today, mate, um, if you're watching the Australian racing, of course. But good luck tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon. And bring on next week. Can't wait for that romantic warrior um, to see him back at the races. is always exciting. Yeah, certainly. Thanks, Gary. Good on you, Tommy. Tommy Wood there from the Hong Kong Jockey Club. Um, best website when it comes to racing. Hong Kong Jockey Club. Visit hkjc.com. And for the latest of Hong Kong racing, go to hkjc.com. Now, that is it for race card on this Saturday morning. Good luck if you're punting today. Of course, race card brought to you by Ladbrokes. Launch your punting plan with Ladbrokes app. Take on the fun and download the Ladbrokes app today. Ladbroke it. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The A-team are back. Josh Jenkins with Miles Fitzner and David Taggart. No sign of the A-team just yet. Tags was in a, he was in a condescending, grumpy, rude, disrespectful type of mood this morning. And I had basically had a gutful. Um, so hopefully he's a little bit better for Milo. Just not letting me speak, saying that I'm no good. Just just belittling me on radio. Even mum said, are you okay? I said, yeah, mum, he's just bullying me once again, Tags. Um, so he's about to roll in here. And um, They're pretty confident, so hopefully we can find plenty of winners. Gareth Hall signing off. I'll be back on Monday morning for a busy giddy-up from 8 o'clock. You can't turn off this dial because we've got action today and a terrific night of chasing and pacing action as well. This is SCN Track, your home of pacing, chasing and racing. Have a great day and um, back plenty of winners, but gamble responsibly. More importantly, have a lot of fun.